episode 15, Sometimes Heroes. My name is James, and I'll be your Game Master. Let's introduce our players. I'm Mark, and I'll be playing Geesh, the Shieldbearer. My name is Molly, and I will be playing Eden, the Human Sorcerer. My name is Winter, and I'll be playing the Elf Druid, Sariel. Hello, my name's Eric, and I will be playing the Half-Orc Barbarian, Sten. My name's Amanda, and I'm playing Galena, the Dwarven Bard. And the last time, y'all fought a kitty. It was a dire fight, but you managed to get through it. Kitty's a bit of an understatement. Indeed. Now the giant werecat is a somewhat scantily clad elven woman lying amongst broken barrels and crates in a room that reeks of death. She's also dead. Yep. Right. Okay. We hope. Um, yeah, no one no, has checked I was, yet. I was going to do that. I'm going to get a pulse. Does somebody want to poke her? Gij will step forward and like put his hand against her neck to try and find the pulse. She is dead. Or um, as far as you can tell, she is. Um, are those of us who have bites and such feeling any better or different? Silver Ooh, yourselves. Anyone have check. any? Here, hit me with that silver. Or no, I mean, you, not hit me. Take any silver out of your me. pocket. I don't really have any silver. You have it. Use the sword. But not like in the stabby well, way. I mean, we, we all have money. <laughs> you guys want to just use the, do you guys want to just use uh, the yes. silver loot? Galena presses her silver panpipes against Sten. Again. Why, thank you. Wait, panpipes? You guys yeah. have a silver fife and a lute with silver strings. Galena does not have silver panpipes. She has panpipes. I'll just get some silver out of my, out of my little wallet. Okay. Hold it. Hold it real good. How's that feel? Feels like it normally does when you hold silver in the last day or so. You guys have discovered that as not changed yet people, you have mild and delayed reactions to silver. Oh, so there's no immediate reaction? Like a rash will appear there in an yeah. hour. Well, I'll have a rash on my palm, I suppose, if this doesn't work. Yep, but that uh, will okay. be in about an hour. All right, well, we'll see in an hour, everyone. Hopefully we're good. You guys do know one thing that immediately affects you. Oh, right, the music. But uh, how can we do that? Uh, oh, I yeah, have the you... Hello. Yeah, yeah, Galena, go for it. Galena pulls out some of the, the music that she was given and starts playing one of the songs. I don't really remember which songs they are. I know one was invoked a song about um like looting or robbing or um greed. I don't think she wants to play that one unless No, she plays that one. She'll play okay. that really, one. It doesn't really matter which well, ones you play as long as we see if they get a response. Well not the kill everyone else in the room one. The yeah. greed one's probably a good choice. So you strum the first few chords and besides it being a pretty song, everyone feels pretty unaffected by it. Oh that is fantastic news. Uh, well, that's good. But your good friend Juke steals a bottle of some fine wine. <laughs> and we see hey, share some with us. He tosses one your direction. Do you catch it? Of course. Yeah, bottle of fine wine. Go for it. Do we all notice that he just happens to snatch something when she plays the song? Uh, Wait, yes. question. Is this a white wine or red wine? It is red. Okay, so we don't have to chill it. That's good. I mean, he could have just... Do you think he just happened to steal it? Because that's unsettling. Is there like another? I mean, to be fair, after you've slaughtered a room full of things, looting it is the next logical step when you're not worried about whether or not your lycanthropy has been cured. Exactly. Speaking of which, just out of curiosity, I'm going to take out the silver fife and roll up my sleeve and just kind of press it onto the lower part of my arm. Just, you know, to see what happens, whether it's now or later. Again, you don't feel anything, but... Before, it didn't have immediate effects. Right. Geesh is going to ask Serial, can a druid, like, survive all that? Is there a magic that would keep them alive and, like, feign death? Probably gonna have to roll for something. Yeah, I feel like I would have to roll for that. Roll a history. Serial has rolled a 7 for history. 
you haven't heard any stories like that, but that doesn't mean they don't exist. She's going to ask Eden for her silver knife. Uh, okay. I uh, hand it over. And then he's just going to step over to the body once more to check. And then just kind of cradle her head and just not, not being, you know, gross or anything. He's just going to just push the knife into the side of her head. And then, just, and then he'll, he'll not being gross or anything. Yeah. Like he's not, he, well, he's not squashing someone's head like a grape with their hammer. Like Fair stand- point. <laughs> Fair point. Okay. Noted. Fair play. Then he'll, then he'll clean off the blade and uh, the knife and hand it back to Eden. And you did that. Why exactly? Because I don't understand magic, and I want to make sure she's dead. Okay, well, I think we can be pretty confident of that now. The body reacts as you would expect a body to react when a dagger is stabbed into the side of its head. It bleeds? Well, like, not at all? Yes, it seeps a little bit. I'm already covered in blood, so I don't care. Yep. Well, this encounter has been about as disgusting as possible. I approve. Indeed. I just realized that I'm still a bear. When Gij asked his question, I probably just did, like, a bare shoulder roll. Like, oh. I don't know. <laughs> oh, I'm exhausted, too, because of my frenzy. I yes. What that does. What does that do? Oh, good call. Let me describe that to you real quick. Den is covered in wounds. Little cuts. He is full of flame and lightning when the fight ends, beating the body of the werecat as it goes down. He stumbles back. And you see him sort of go dark in a lot of places where he was glowing before, sort of like sunspots, until that sort of consumes him. His skin looks like coal now. What? And Unsettling. He stumbles around, and you have to actually take a seat for a minute before you can get back up, because you feel entirely spent. Yeah, I don't like to do that very often. Situation called for it. That was really cool, though. That was super cool. Yeah, I appreciate it, but I'm also noting that you also thought that... Well, I suppose I don't know that you thought that Werecat was cool. No, nobody So, yes, uh, thank you. Thank you, I appreciate that. It's the first time anyone's (laughs) ever said that. She really wants to pet Sariel, because she's a bear, and bears are cute, and she wants to pet... Has she seen a bear? She's seen a bear. She lives in a mountain. She used to live in a hill. I would say it's up to you whether, whether or not she's seen a bear or not. Okay, she's seen pictures of bears but she's never seen she may have seen one like in the distance at some marketplace that was showing captured animals but she's never seen a huge winter what kind of bear are you are you like a grizzly bear or a black bear brown bear a brown bear okay so she thinks you're like beautiful and adorable and she really wants to like touch your ears and so she's gonna like while nobody's looking try to like pet your ear you're getting head pats is what she's saying Sariel is fine with this Sariel leans into this (laughs) <laughs> happy, happy bear pets. Who's a good bear? Who's a good bear? <laughs> He's just gonna turn around and ask you, did you want to check on if you know what's left of your boss? You can see as you look at him that he looks a little jealous of Galena right now. Like he wants some of that furry goodness for his hands to rub on. Never. Oh uh, God, that got weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He also don't, wants don't to pet a bear. <laughs> <laughs> he wants a bear to pet. That sounds cool to him. Tagish, he's like, uh, I bet he's in one piece. His sister's something fierce. Uh, we want to get paid. I think we should get on down there and get him out. Well, go on ahead. I'm going to clean up a little bit here. Okay. Uh, I may or may not tell him exactly what happened, but you guys have a good time cleaning this up. I, Don't take I look, too much. I look at Eden. <laughs> I say, you want to go with him to make sure he doesn't completely own our very awesome fight? Uh... Or do you guys want to go with him? I'm just, I'm just going to wrap this body up so we can take it back to the keep. You think he's going to take credit for all this badassery? Is that the well, turn? I, I lean towards Sten and I say, 
I want to grab something when he leaves the room. Ah, good thinking. Who is going with him and who is staying? That's the question. I mean, everyone can go with him. I just want to make sure I grab something without Juxine. Okay. There's no need for a huge discussion. Okay. He is going down through the half hole torn in the floor, and he actually is able to move some of the trap door back. I'm going to grab the book that the goblin was copying down locations from, and I'm going to pocket that, and then I'm going to just find a tarp to wrap the body up with, because we you will are... need to go drop that off. Oh, hold on. Real quick, specify. You're gr grabbing the book that the goblin was transferring stuff from or to? Oh, no, from. From. I want the original one. Okay, there is a massive sheaf of papers on this desk that he was flitting through. Oh, well then I'll just grab his book. Alrighty, who is going downstairs? I want to take a look. If I'll I can, go too. If I'm not too exhausted. Yeah, I want to... Galena wants to go downstairs because she's curious. Sorry, I will tag along. Are you going to stay a bear? If I can fit through the gaping hole in the floor, yes. Courtesy of gaping hole, you can get down there. Noise. It is amusing to see the bear sort of squeeze through and fall a few feet and then tumble down the stairs a little bit, but you are all able to get <laughs> to the downstairs. It looks like a den of ill repute. There are lots of bottles. There's lots of, you know, ashtrays because bad people smoke. <laughs> um, but the one noticeable thing is the trail of destruction that leads from some discarded and shredded a la Hulk clothes oh. across the room towards a door which is nearly destroyed oh, but has yeah. clearly been boarded up on the other side. Wait, Eric, what I was the oh yeah for? Oh, I forgot there was someone down here. <laughs> I just feel bad for not being faster with the coming down and being like, hey, everything's fine. We're still waiting for your token to get down here. Indeed. Sten's token is so slow. <laughs> I want to take a closer look at that door. Okay, everybody can roll perceptions. It is dark down here. Does anyone want to make light? I'll make light. Okay. I will just go ahead and touch myself so that I become a giant torch. Cool. <laughs> so there we go. I was resisting. Someone wasn't <laughs> yeah, me so too. good. Oh, jeez, you guys, get your minds out of the gutter. <laughs> Never. I'm so rarely in the gutter, but I say the worst things. It's terrible. <laughs> yes, uh, perceptions across the board except for... Dario rolled a six in perception. She's not Ooh. a very perceptive bear. It smells like smoke roll... in here. It's really gross. You didn't roll a 14. Uh, I rolled an advantage. Uh, you rolled a 17. Yeah, let's go with 17. Galena rolled an 18. Galena and Sten both looking around the room. Galena finds a full bottle of dwarven mead, which can double as poison or uh, you know, an enjoyable beverage for her later. Mead. Wait, how can it be both? Dwarves Are have you... very resilient stomachs. Okay, so if I were to drink it, it would be bad news bears. Indeed. And Sten, you find in the Hulk clothes, the torn to sunders elven garb, there is a little bit of money and a note. Ooh, a note. What's the note say? The note reads in the light of Eden's body, which is <laughs> a weird thing I can <laughs> weird. Say. You can just say Eden's person. In the light of or Eden's just person. Eden. <laughs> In the light of Eden. In Ooh, Eden's that's so light. That sounds so fancy. All yes. right. So you read this. It is in somewhat messy handwriting. The note reads, If you are reading this, you have succeeded in freeing Yanni from her curse. For this, I thank you. Hopefully all of you survived, as I have no quarrel with the three of you. You're something else. 
Noble is the word I would use, but you don't represent Medina. The country is ruled by cruel and ignorant animals. I was a fool to envy them, and now I have found my purpose. Medina will fall upon the spears of the veil. The letter is signed by Grey Fox. Son of a bitch. Oh man, twist! Was that that hot guy that you guys were hanging out with? Yeah, it was the guy. Um, I, th- uh, I think? Question mark? I mean, yeah, he was a fine guy? type. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think so too. Yeah, yeah, boy. He was the one who always had a hood over his face. He had some facial hair, kind of a goatee thing going on. Darker skin. Was very and he nimble. also surprise murdered someone. You oh, yeah, that, that too. That's a thing that happened. Galena may remember him as the guy who beheaded the king. Yeah, it's a, you know. Yeah, oh, yeah, and he did that thing where he cut the king's head off, so there's Where's Where's, like, hoodies, you know, dark clothing, <laughs> murdered the king. Dark hair, about yay high. <laughs> so is that the one you were thinking of, Galena? Yes. Okay. All right. I'm glad we got that figured out. Eden, however, as she is checking out the door, will see on the other side some long dark hair through Ugh. the cracks, but it looks like there is someone leaning against the door about halfway down. A living being, not a dead body? You can also hear some ragged breathing. Oh no! Oh guys, I think there's someone on the other side of this door. We knew there was someone on the other side of the door, I think. Weren't we told about that? From, you know, I, that was world? the assumption. With that description, it sounds like the girl from The Ring or The Grudge, so I don't blame you for getting freaked out. That's true. <laughs> Okay, fine. Let's move on. Oh, next scene. In scene. And Mark, what is he doing alone with the dead body and paper? <laughs> he wrapped it up because, you know, last time we brought the head in a box and he's not looking to behead anyone. So he's wrapped up the body. He's snatched up the book. He's going to check all the bodies for any information or important stuff or, or money. Okay. Just out of curiosity, what did he wrap the body up in? I think there might have been like maybe a tarp. Sure. We'll say it's a length of canvas. Yeah. Unless they don't have plastics. Do I find anything on the bodies? You find a, a fair amount of money on the merchant, but other than that, you find, you know, chump change on people. You do find ledgers, like the accounts of what is in this warehouse. Is there anything things that valuable on the ledger? There's lots of valuable things on the ledger. That wine is pretty valuable. There's also some fine cloths, quite a few barrels full of various ales and whatnot. Any, like, weapons or, or maybe artifacts or enchanted magic things so you're going to spend a few minutes looking through this yeah okay that's that's why i asked him to go ahead you are going to spend a while roll and a investigation okay to see how well that goes i don't think juke would have cared if i did this but i didn't want it to chance he would just probably be salty that you got left out okay i rolled an 11 investigation uh you find a shipment of long swords there's a box over there with 50 long swords in it are they better than my long sword nope they are regular long swords you know they're not made of silver or anything nope the thing you notice about this is those are here right now and you're like oh that's some weapons but Mm. as you look ahead of things that are going to show up soon is there's quite a bit of armor and weapons and basic provisional goods Mm. okay you know what i'm gonna take this ledger then okay and downstairs juke next to eden is starting to pull on the wood and say through the door get out of the way we can open this on the wood, you said? Uh, Dude. Oh my god. <laughs> I was gonna let that go too. You guys. Uh, pull, right. pull on the planks of the door. <laughs> anyway, Eden, you're right there. What are you doing? Wait, so who is pulling the wood? I mean, pulling the planks <sighs> from the door? Juke is starting to pull apart the door because it is nearly shattered inwards. 
okay, I'm I'm just gonna kind of let him because I have a morbid curiosity that really, really wants to know what's on the other side of that door, but I don't really want to go check it out. The door is torn open piece by piece. Sten may eventually come and help, but isn't much help as he is extremely tired. I'm tired, man. You take a seat on a couch. It's good times. Whew. Take a load off. It's comfy. Comfy times. But the door is torn open, and he's able to pull some planks back to reveal a bloodied leather coat and a fancy hat to go along with this black hair. He's able to push the person on the other side away before opening the door. Through it, you can see a slender but muscle-bound woman. Who would recognize her? Eden would have recognized her from some parties as Chiara Endicott. Oh, snap. She is covered with bloody cut wounds but appears to be alive, if nearly unconscious, sitting on the opposite side of the table with a matching set of cuts to his chest is Isidore. He looks disconcerted and sulky. He he has a large glass of something dark brown in front of him that he is glowering over you at. There is also a halfling sitting next to him, sort of twiddling his booted feet underneath the table. Isidore looks to Juke and says, it took you long enough. Juke steps in over Kiara and says, looks like you had things uh, well in hand, but uh, we got rid of the ship. We got uh, the guy who made the plague. They're taking him to the keep and uh, ran into these guys and we saved you. He puts his hands out to the door, like introducing you guys as if beckoning. We are the people who saved you. You're welcome. Good job not dying. As you pile into the room, do you just step over Chiara? Can I hop on Sariel's back? Sariel cannot fit through the door. I just thought it would be really cool and intimidating to be riding on the back of a bear as I enter. But okay, I will pat Sariel sympathetically on the head and I will very cautiously follow Juke into the room. Okay, and Sten? Uh, I will also walk into the room and gently step over uh, Chiara. But I'm tired, so I'm going to look for like a wall to lean on or something. And Galena, what are you doing? Going to hang with the bear? Yeah, I'm going to hang with the bear. I'm petting the bear's ear again and nose. (laughs) Gonna leave this uh, lady untreated? Wait, oh, right. Uh... (laughs) (laughs) So she looks in the door and she sees the injured woman and she says, how are you doing? You get a weak groan in return. That's what I thought. And she kind of sighs in an annoyed fashion and bustles over to the lady and bends over and starts looking at her various wounds and making noises of, like, this this was treated incorrectly, or why did you try to do this here? That's oh, not nothing is treated. Oh. These wounds are okay. all fresh. Man, some friends. Okay, then, she, then she chastises her for not pre- putting pressure on certain wounds as sooner. She, with frightening strength, slaps you. For someone who is, like, nearly unconscious, or perhaps all the way unconscious, just reflexive. Oh! So Galena uh, looks at her very shocked and says, well, obviously you, you still have the strength to put pressure on these wounds, and she stands up and walks out. Tiara rolls around a little bit and... Uh, uh. <laughs> What's that? You need help? <laughs> that, that banter continues. Isidore looks over at the trio that has entered the room and says... What? I guess I guess I should thank you for saving me. I swear, Juke, this is what Man. I sent you to stop this thing. He points up at the second floor where he heard all the fighting come from. Is she pointing to Chiara? Is she going to be okay? My sister will be fine. 
He's just being dramatic. I'm the one who's hurt. He points to his chest where you can see now that they're relatively superficial cuts. Oh, well, you look okay. I mean, as long as you don't get infected, you'll probably be fine. Are you a doctor? Can you really say that? Uh, Galenith? No. Galenith Jeez, throws this person her is arms. unpleasant. <laughs> Galenith throws her arms into the air. It's just like, do you want me to help you at least? Uh, you don't look very professional. Fine. I just die then. She walks off. <laughs> she goes back and starts petting the bear again. Okay, Galena steps I mean, out. I'm not going to say this out loud, but I'm thinking, I mean, these people are not good people. It probably wouldn't be the saddest thing in the world if, you know, Mrs. Murder over here were not helped by us. This is true. They are really not. Not very grateful. Yeah, how in the world did we get pulled into this? Uh, into this fight between these two groups of terrible people? I, I feel... I just wanted to kill the werewolf. I feel ridiculous right now. I, I feel, I, I'm just amazed that I'm even here. Did you say all of that out loud? No, I'm thinking that Aww. to myself. Sorry, okay. I, I, I feel like <laughs> saying that out loud. I don't want to provoke a violent reaction from anybody. Well, it's it seems to you that their primary butt kicker is on the ground bleeding. Yeah, I think we're good. True. Sorry, El, do you have any uh, thoughts on this? You can hear them from the other room pretty easily with your super cool bear ears. For now, Sariel's cool with just staying a bear in case things start to go south. Uh, she's oh, a little bit concerned was... about the unconscious person. Yeah, I was going to ask when you were planning on turning back, but that's actually a good idea, just in case something else crazy happens. Bears are useful. True. Isidore looks around the room and says, Well, what are you waiting for? Go get a doctor. I need assistance. I don't like this guy. Jukes. Out of character question, my mending spell can only mend objects, not cuts in human flesh. Right. Correct? Okay. So I guess I wouldn't really be of any immediate help. You could bend his shirt. Oh, okay. He seems well, like then... the kind of guy who might care about that. Well, yeah, he does seem pretty vain. So I will politely offer to mend his shirt if that will help at all. And he looks at you just with astonishment. And he's like, I am bleeding. Unless you can mend the blood out of my clothes, I don't want to hide this. Look how rugged I look. Ah, oh, right. Oh, yeah, yeah, silly rugged. me. Juke looks to him and says, you know, doctors cost money. They won't come for nothing. And Isidore throws him a little bag of money and Juke books it out of the room. Galena will perk up when she sees the money being tossed and she'll stand up and say, You're not in I'm the a room. doctor. Well, she you can't left. hear them? She can't see them through the door? Oh, okay. Well, yeah, sure. You hear... Doctor talk, and then money jangling. So after the money jangling, you see Galena's head pop back in and go, Yeah, I'd be paid to help you. Duke jogs to you and looks inside the bag and dumps out about half into your hands. Galena stares at him with her hands still out. What face are you giving him? Um, it would probably be an intimidate. Do it. That's definitely the impression I'm getting from Galena. Where's the rest of my money, bitch? Just kidding, she doesn't <laughs> say that out loud. <laughs> oh, we do not curse. <laughs> um, Galena rolled a 23 to Intimidation. Your mean mug has an effect on him, and he smiles broadly and says, Alright, fine. And he just hands you the whole thing. She lets herself smirk just a little bit at him in, in a friendly way, and then walks over to this guy. And she Are says, you sure about this? She says, don't be fooled by my tattoos. And then she starts <laughs> looking at his wounds. And if he starts talking, she just kind of shushes him and... <laughs> and 
I, I'd like that 23 to roll over to him, but um, I can re-roll if you want me to. Oh, uh, you don't need to roll to shut him up. Okay. But are you using magical healing or, like, doctrine? Uh, doc doctrine. Okay, so roll I, a medicine I, check. Right. Oh, that's bad. Galena <laughs> rolled a 13 on medicine check. That's she not bad. She doesn't really care about him, so she's not, like, trying too hard to make his stitches align. Like, they're definitely going to scar, and not in a pretty handsome way. In, like, an ew, what happened right there way. He seems a little upset, but then he shrugs and says, I can have someone affect that later. So, what are you all standing around for? What do you want from me? Also, could you uh, tend to my sister? He waves dismissively at Galena. She, she sighs, and when she's done with him, she goes over to his sister. Okay, going on. Why are you here? Why are you bothering this man? I don't know. I don't know how we got sucked into this. Like you I said, can't... I just wanted to kill the werewolf. Or werecat, yeah, you can say that. You can just be like, I wanted to hunt this thing, or you can... Yeah, People that we care about had their lives put in danger over all of this lycanthropy business. I lost good business over this. I can't imagine whose dull plan this was. It was only supposed to be enough to motivate them to go to war. It wasn't supposed to influence my business. So this was your plan? Yeah, wait, oh, no. what? No, you misunderstand. Things are already in motion. It doesn't matter if I tell you. It's simply in those in power's best interest for the Vlo Vale to fall. They are hoarding resources. They are influencing business in a negative fashion. Look at look at this city. It's falling into disrepair. The docks just outside. How are we supposed to maintain our lifestyle like this? The hobgoblins from the Avzal, Obelik, Medina. We'll all go to war. We'll crush them. We'll take what's theirs, and then we'll be rich again. That is all there is to it. It was the Amber Sun who got greedy and wanted to take more than their share. I'm processing all this. Well, it looks like you're all very confused. If your friend can yeah. finish treating my sister, and then you may shoo-shoo. Galena, um, very... Oh, what's the word I'm, I'm thinking? She very petulantly drops what she's doing and looks at him. She's like, did you really just say that? Did you really just shoo-shoo me? Really? I was shooing your friends. You are clearly a professional. Stay until you're done. Hmm. She kind of looks around at, at her friends. She's like, so I don't really know what's going on, so I'm just gonna follow your guys' lead. Like, I don't really know the city very well. Okay, at this point, Deej is done reading things. Cool. I've, I've copied down all the notes and taken the book that the Ember Sun has left behind, and I've snatched up that ledger and also checked everyone. So I guess I'll come down. Do I see that Serial is still a bear and she's standing outside that, that doorway? Yeah, what has Serial been doing this whole time? Just like rubbing her back against a wall? Please, or please like? Please tell me she's sitting on one of the couches, still in bear. <laughs> oh, yes. Kind of like a human. <laughs> I want her head to be, in, be stuck <laughs> in a honeypot. Yeah, with a red shirt on, <laughs> but no pants. I was thinking more in terms of uh, sitting in front of the door with my head on my paws, but... uh. That, that couch visual, though. That yeah. couch visual. Okay. Lounging, reclining. So, so, okay, I come down, I see Serial sitting on the couch, sort of like a human, but still in bear form. And I lean in and I mutter, what's going on? <sighs> Which, winter, winter can make her growl noises. <laughs> winter, growl noises. I'm letting you guys know that I, like, really actually just laughed out loud to um, geese just coming up to a bear, just sitting on the couch, going... <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> it would be a, and then like I went on to imagine it being the wrong bear, just some random, just oh, a regular sorry. bear. <laughs> that that hijink will come up some point. 
It'll be great. Wait, what's, so, what's going on? Winter, what's going on? Bear noises and or movements. Before she can answer, he's just kind of like tugs his blindfold down a little bit, hoping maybe he might be able to understand her if his blindfold isn't uh, affecting his brain. Okay, wisdom safe. Okay, 20. I rolled a 20 on the wisdom. 20. You see the room full of ne'er-do-wells, people drinking, people uh, engaging in gambling and debauchery and whatnot. The bear you see in front of you is a shell around Sariel, a phantom bear, you might say. She is sitting on the couch looking at you. That's cool. You still hear bear noises, though. Darn. Oh, also, you hear something whispering in the other room. It says, come to me, 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 come to me. Whoa. What? Um... I'm going to just edge up to the door and try and peek in without making myself too visible. Can I see? You should probably do whatever the mysterious voices say. Well, no, no. Always. Can I I see what's making that noise? Uh, Real quick, Winter. Well, you need to make bear noises. I'm very excited about (laughs) this. Yeah, no, you got to do bear noises. Sorry. Well, you you need to do, you need to tell us what Sariel does to this because Guise just came up to you, whispered what's going on, and then like pulled down his mask and like looked at you really hard (laughs) and then went away. Just normal geese stuff, basically. Sariel had been listening pretty intently, since it sounds like the plot just thickened considerably, and was going to try to relate to Gij that it seems the conspiracy went deeper. So you um, just do like a little up-down paw motion? Yeah. And then <laughs> bear nod? <sighs> pretty much sums it up. <laughs> Alright, Gij, when you peek into the room, you see Galena kneeling over a prone woman in leather armors. She is... Deeply cut in several places, Galena is having to cut open the armor to stitch wounds and whatnot. There is a sword in a sheath next to her with a goat's head with the horns as the quillions at the base of the sword. Mm-hmm. That appears to be where the noise is coming from. Ah, okay. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just push my mask back up onto my face. My horribly bloodied face because I've just killed a monster upstairs. Yep. And I'm just going to enter the room and in my peripheral... She's the, the woman on the floor. She's pretty wounded, right? Like, if I were to try and snatch that sword away. Uh, she looks near unconscious, if not already unconscious. Good. I'm just going to step into the room, and I'll be standing kind of close to her. I won't make a move for her yet. And I'll call it to Eden, and I'll say, so what's going on here? Before you can answer, Eden, uh, Mr. Isidore Endicott stands and pulls out a very fancy-looking rapier and says, You! 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 You shouldn't be here. Pointing at Gij. I'm going to be looking around the room really confused. I could have not been here, but then you could have been eaten by what was upstairs. So, what's your preferable fate? Well, this one, I suppose, but where, where, where is Elstead? Wouldn't you like to know? He's, he can't be here. He wouldn't let his dog off so far from him. I glanced down at uh, his, his enforcer. Do I know her name? You probably don't recognize either of these people specifically. Okay. And then I'm going to be giving him half of my attention as he talks at me. But I'm, I'm copping an attitude like, yeah, I hear you, but you're not that important to me. And I move over to Glenna, who's trying to sort of like help her. And almost as if I'm giving that my attention, I, I undo the sword and take it off of her. He, Isidore on the other side of the room says, just take that as payment and go. Oh, I could take more as payment if I want. You could try, but this is, this is my city. Can't take this from me. I just give a kind of a smirk and a, and a look to the side like, okay, buddy. That's the thing. So, what are the rest of you guys doing? Standing around awkwardly, I guess. Yeah, Galena's still fixing up uh, the lady's wounds, but she's 
listening in onto the, the exchange and thinking, what? Huh? But trying not to make it obvious. She's listening. And you'll be done in a moment. Well, I was going to say, are there any more rooms uh, or doorways in this room that they were hiding in? It does not appear as if there are. Uh, I'm just going to take a glance around the room, see if there's anything that would be important, anything that I want to maybe just swipe. You see your compatriots. You see Juke looking bored against the wall, arms crossed. Mm -hmm. Across the table, you see Isidore and a halfling who is still fidgeting his legs underneath the table. Mm -hmm. But other than that, it appears to be pretty bare walls. There is a bunch of nice bottles of some type of liquor behind him. I feel like I've seen everything I need to see here before I go. I bark at the halfling. Like, hey, little man, who are you? Your business here. He looks at Isidore. Isidore continues to stare at Gige, and he looks back and he says, I'm the accountant for the Kneebreakers. Mm. Uh, I, I turn and take a look at Juke to see what his reaction is. He shrugs at you. What are you looking at me for? Is he your accountant? He leans around you to look and says, yeah, why? All right. And then I just leave the room because I got nothing else in there. Okay. Gige uh... out. Mic drop. Okay, bye. <laughs> Um, I'm Sen, going Sen's, to... Sen's pretty much going to fall. He's, he's tired and he wants right. to go someplace to, he can lay down. I'm going to sort of awkwardly wave to get Isidore's attention and ask, so are, are we sure that there's, you know, no way that we might, you know, be compensated for doing this pretty giant favor for you? You know, just, just wondering. Well, your friend has already taken a family heirloom. What else do you want? Oh, I mean, you know, some... Some gold might suffice. I'm just, you know, just throwing that out there. Woman has a point. <laughs> he leans over to the accountant and they have a short but hushed conversation. And the accountant pulls into a pack of his and pulls out a couple strings of gold and pushes them across the table. Strings of gold? Is that a currency here? It is foreign currency, surely, but they would take it anyway. It's still made of gold. And how much would that be worth in USD? <laughs> in USD? <laughs> <laughs> the exchange rate is killer. I would keep it in gold. <laughs> but what um, would the exchange rate be? Uh, I don't know. It is 400 gold. What would 400 gold buy me if I were to take it to the marketplace? Like four houses in the country. Holy crap. I'm just trying to figure <laughs> out if I should negotiate for more, but I'll take this. I will reach over to the table and pick up the gold and gently stow it with the rest of my monies uh you can always say when you're trying to bribe someone you can be like what is a reasonable bribe for this this is a pretty generous dtfo money <laughs> okay that's fine i'm not gonna argue i'll take it okay then do you uh back eden up on this as much as my exhausted self can i stand and try to look imposing but she seems to be pretty well for herself so <laughs> i pretend yep. that i had a lot to do with it yeah drink that glory okay God for me cool sorry i'll you hear the, the end of that conversation, and then there is a parade of people joining you. Glenna, do you do anything yet before you leave? She kind of watches everyone ask for things, and she looks at him and she's like, I want a whole bunch of medical supplies. I gave you plenty of money to buy it. You've been paid mm -hmm. for your services. Your friends will split the pay with you. I won't be excited. I'll nod aggressively at her so that she knows that I will gladly split what I got with everybody. Mm -hmm. She's like, not good up. enough. Rough him up. Well, him the thing up. is, she, <laughs> I'm trying to think if she would say it like this, too. She's like, well, the thing is, I was paid for 
my medical services, not for what I did upstairs. Right. He is saying he paid you for the medical services in addition to what you did upstairs. Because he oh, paid okay. Eden for all of you, which I'm sorry, was 500 gold. Oh, okay. Did I just not hear that part? <laughs> did I Maybe, not, or did you I not weren't hear. paying attention. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what I mean. Possibly. You were busy fixing someone up. Okay. Yeah. So she was just saw people asking for things and she wanted to ask for medical supplies because it would be nice to have like more medical packs in her pack so she doesn't have to keep rebuying them. But she just kind of like does that nose flare like she wants to say more but she doesn't thing at him and she leaves. Okay. So Sariel, you see Geesh troop out at first, still blood covered, but now sporting a great sword cradled in his arms with a somewhat ominous presence, and the rest follow. You guys come out to a bear in a couch, chilling. All right. <laughs> bear has the right idea. Any room left on that couch? Because I'm tired. Definitely. I'm going to flop down next to the bear. Bear pillow. Just oh, no. lie, on, on, the lie on the bear like a beanbag chair, and then we'll just stay here for about 12 hours. <laughs> I'm too tired to notice how weird it is to be sitting next to a bear on a couch. What's the plan, guys? Are you going to at least leave this uh, trashed warehouse? <laughs> I think we should probably leave the trashed warehouse at some yeah, point. Get yeah, back let's, to, uh, let's get out of here. He should have gone upstairs. Let's, we should probably tell Kite about the further developments of intrigue and such once I'm conscious enough to process them. An excellent plan, to be sure. To leave the basement, we have to go through the main floor of the warehouse, right? Yes. Was there medical supplies on the ledgers? Okay. When they get up there, Gish already has Yanni wrapped up, and he's, like, got the body slung over his shoulder. Okay. Sariel, are you still a bear? Sariel will, at this point, change back. Aww. It helps Sariel to get out of this place, to turn back into a person, as ascending the stairs and a little bit of ladder was kind of rough as a bear. But you have now been rejoined by Sariel. Uh, Sariel changes back from her bear form and is once again an elf in hide clothing. Before we leave, we should we should probably fix that appearance-wise, since it almost got us in a lot of trouble getting down this <laughs> way. Is there is there any clothes on the ledger I snatched up? Uh, yeah, definitely some. In addition to just like quilted jerkins that would be well suited to be under armor, there are some just like normal apparel's. Like I said, they're bad people. Go ahead and take their stuff. Sariel will try to find some sort of looser-fitting clothing to go over her current clothing. And just kind of uh, with with back and forth between Eden and Galena, uh, try to find something that won't stick out too much. Okay, uh, real quick, roll disguise. Maybe have uh, Gij help you on that roll, or anyone help you on that roll, really. How about Gij is like standing, Gij and Stenner standing with their backs to her as, as the girls pick out clothes. <laughs> oh jeez. And she's putting it over her clothes, so it's not like yeah. she's undressing. No, no one's no one's getting naked. All right, somebody role play helping for a second, and then roll a wisdom check. A Should wisdom I... save to help or disguise kit if you have it. I... Uh, I'll, I'll use my disguise kit. I'll use my disguise kit. Uh, I use All my right. disguise kit as, with at a fourteen. Okay. Well, that Not is bad. just. Alan, what what am I rolling? Just should I roll that as like, performance? Well, pe I'm just conf I just get confused when people roll randomly, <laughs> like because <laughs> I want to roll it into the story and I if it doesn't happen I can't. So since Galena rolled, just say you were doing something to make Dariel look more like she belongs here. Galena was doing her makeup and hair. She was adjusting the eyeliner, probably adding like winged eyeliner like she has on her face. <laughs> Maybe teasing her hair so she's got this like 80s rocker. Wait, no, that's not that's not canon. Um <laughs> like big sort of teased hair so 
it's kind of I mean, it hides I her ears it. yeah hides her ears and sort of crazy wild look without like like a, a controlled crazy wild look it's the crazy wild look people pay a lot of money to get without it being naturally created and awesome um, and yeah and the and that is a great mental image because Galena has to stand on a crate behind Sariel to like <laughs> be high enough to do it. And you guys, Sariel, you can sort of decide what uh, fashion you went with, but apparently you look pretty fancy. With uh, Galena's wisdom in fashion, Sariel now has just like crazy big hair and sort of sort of more loose fitting clothing that's like cinched in certain places. Very very fashionable, very trendy. Sweet. Okay. Such fashionable, much trendy. Wow. <laughs> you guys find yourselves on the docks the bloodshed and madness you found yourself a part of is not present out here it seems like a normal day is there a cart out here that i can just throw this body in for narrative purposes there was definitely a cart inside the warehouse which you could have just uh on the sly stolen not yeah. too late i just realized because i'm carrying the sword and a body and of course i have my shield on my back as always so yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna snatch up a cart because they're terrible people and i'm gonna take their stuff anyway Okay. All right. Uh, let's go drop this stuff off at the keep, and hopefully we'll have our payment for uh, what we, you know, fighting the bear. And I make a quick glance at Serial, and not a real bear, not a real bear, <laughs> at the party the other night. Okay. The five of you trundle off down the docks towards the keep and find yourselves there in short order. When you do get there, there is the encampment is being stripped down, and the soldiers are making ready to go. It's not like they are impeding you, besides the fact that they are leaving en masse and just are kind of in the way. Oh, crap. We need to find out where they're going. This doesn't look good. They appear to be headed towards the north gate. That's in the direction of where the elves live, right? The Blow Vale? Uh, that would be the closest gate to that. Okay. Oh, dear. Okay, I don't think I have an accurate picture of the map in my brain space. All right, so basically they're going off to kill a bunch of elves. And we know that that's dumb. So we should probably hurry to you... keep and be like, yo, <laughs> that's not a good idea because they set this all up just to get money, Truth. those bastards. Like, like, this is my grasp story. of the political situation. I'm, I'm an orc. Just let it happen. Um, just so you know, the amount of guy, like, I don't know if I made that clear, but the amount of guys inside the keep is tiny. It's not enough to do anything. Oh, so that wasn't a lot of people? It was maybe 100 guys total. Whereas, like, the standing army is probably, like, in the higher thousands. I see. So it was just a show. So they might just be leaving. Oh, right. Okay, you're talking about the... Okay, I misunderstood. You're talking about the guys that were there for, like, the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. For presentation okay. purposes. Those guys were annoying. Who cares? Clearly a dramatization of an army. I reckon we're in the keep. We're going to head to Kite. And if I remember right, his office is kind of facing the yard. So we'll yeah, stop. Yeah, you are able to get inside. And you go straight for Kite? Um, that's what I intend to do. I look to Eden and I say, uh, you might want to let your dad know the good news if he's here. Very true. Your dad was not going to work today. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. Well, that makes sense. But I, I quietly oh. remarked to the group, I think Juke was a lycanthrope. Because even though we had killed Yanni, he still seemed to have been affected by Helena's music. It's possible. Although if that's true, I mean, we weren't. So he would have to be like a completely different line or the father of uh, the, 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 the were father or whatever. Of that one we just killed. Doesn't mm -hmm. just seem like looting the place was that out of character. But, but yeah, you, you guys can roll a quick insight if you want to. Okay. In retrospect. Eden rolled a, a 17. Eden rolled a 12. Yeah, he, he was just 10. stealing. Oh, you stealing? Okay. Just some light theft. Yeah, he oh. was just getting that five-finger discount. Or we think he and, was. Uh, Skimming off the top. Let's keep going then. 
All right, so you guys roll up on Kite's office and knock on the door. A very tired Kite with bags under his eyes opens the door. Hey, what can I do for you? Did you bring me another body? Thanks. What I always want. <laughs> what we do. I think that you are going to be happy about this particular body, though. Well, you know, maybe not happy, but I'm, I'm going to stop talking and let somebody else explain this. Don't worry, I know what you mean. So, what's this body all about? As we understand it, we think this one is Lycanthrope Zero, the original perpetrator of the Lycanthropy. I, and I start to fish the notes we took from the, the Gibraltar and other items out from my pack to give to Kite. This was an elf who was working with a warlock to, I guess, engineer a certain type of Lycanthropy that they can manipulate. And she seemed to be the one who was spreading it. And now she's dead. Oh, so will that stop it? We hope. Oh, well, that, that that's great. The, we'll know in like an hour. That's well, amazing. How long has it been? Yep. Uh, well, we'll see, I guess, tonight. But uh, yeah, good job, guys. Wow. Some hooligans just brought in a weird hobgoblin with silver in his neck. It was very creepy, but he was definitely yeah. involved. Yeah, that guy. That yeah, we, we killed that guy. But uh, they left him in my room. He like leans, steps to the side and points and you can see a body under a blanket. Still waiting for uh, Namirian to look at it. We get a lot of bodies in here, huh? Yeah, it's new and unpleasant addition to my job. Apparently, people got the message from you that my office was where you drop things. <laughs> sort of storage place. <laughs> I yeah, sorry all, about that. I pet all the documents and journals and stuff that we have. I say, well, this proof is a little less ghoulish, so hopefully this this won't be as bad. He takes them off your hands. Which documents are you giving to him again? Uh, did we the ones from the... Okay, where do you give that to him? Uh, I'll give him the ledger, showing that the Endicott were trying to move weapons and trying to profit off the war and explain their relation to what was going on, how they were trying to work something out with the Amber Sun. He runs one hand through his hair and looks at the ledger and hears you talking about how the Endicott are going to profit off this off of this war. And he says, yep, seems about right. Uh, it's terrible that scummy people do this, but what are you going to do? Apparently, not kill a whole bunch war? of people. Yeah, uh, and, and also not go to war. Ideally, are are we going to war with the Lovell? I mean, kind of. I mean, that's what they wanted to do. Is it is that happening still? I would prefer not to, but uh, war has been declared. Hmm. Can uh, we undeclare it? Uh, I can't. I mean, I would like to, just because they're going to take about half of my men away from the city. I can barely police it as it is. Sorry, out of character okay. question, because I imagine Eden would know this. Who who declares war? I know the king is dead, but who would be declaring war in a time like this? Long live the king, the wee blob of flesh. Oh man, little Wait, blob of flesh. Wait, you are joking. You are joking, right? Nope. Nine-year-old. An eight-year-old? A, a nine-year-old declared war? And, okay, well, oh my god. This is, this is really weird. All right, well, anyway, was, sorry, Geej was about to speak up. I was about to ask in character who had declared war in the king's passing. So I'll just say, I'll just assume that Kite had just told us that. Kite very sarcastically says, long live the king. Right. Oh, boy. And for what reason would a nine-year-old declare war? Does he even have a remote understanding of what's going on? I mean, to be fair, he did witness his father's head being cut off. Nope, so he was asleep. Oh, that's true. Well, he was told that he was right there. Maybe he had just a little blood splattered on him from it. I imagine that was pretty messy. So I can see well, where he'd be a little traumatized. Someone had, would have had to explain to him who yes, supposedly did it's it true. and why. Do you know who, who told him that? Who filled him in on the details, Kite? Well, presumably the council. But uh, 
the ambassador is still here. I know, I've heard that he's taken quite a shine to her. Right, right, Kui. Okay. Did you, uh, where but, is she? Maybe, maybe we might be able to talk to her about this. I'm sure you could ask for an audience. Do you uh, want one with the king or Kui? Uh, why not both? Said the girl from the taco commercial. <laughs> well, just go to the administration building, ask the, uh, the clerks, and they should put it through. Depending on whether they want to give you the runaround, you'll either see him in an hour or a couple months. Oh, geez. Great. Well, I'm hoping it's closer to the hour uh, because I feel like we don't have much time. Yep, that seems to be the case. Is there anything else I can do for you guys? Gij will recall that they were not paid yet for helping with the attack at the party. And he'll try and find a delicate way to say, oh, would we possibly be able to get compensation for what we did in trying to break up that fight at the party? Again, I'm going to say maybe go for a more humble approach because nothing has come through me. I, I do bounties. And Right. Oh, okay. Sorry. I thought it was within your realm. No, no, no. So if, if the king is grateful, the king is grateful. But if he's not, or if he isn't as grateful as you want him to be, maybe don't make a big deal about it. He's a little right, right. We just lost. Wow, we just, we just steal my move. So good luck. I've assisted with some of the prince the the king's training he's a good kid i think as far as i can tell royalty all right well i guess we'll go talk to him oh and give us to my regards of course i'm actually a little worried that they might pull him out oh right anyway good luck carry on he uh pulls the body off the cart and starts dragging it inside oh boy so anyone have ideas how we can circumvent the bureaucracy to get an audience with the kid that is not my department unless it involves hitting people that is one way to circumvent the bureaucracy. That, that is definitely a very aggressive, possibly difficult way, is to so just circumvent also, all the bureaucracy. It's also a good way to end up in jail. Um, I could say that I'm his babysitter. We've gotten away with really? some really outrageous he's not, lies. He's not that young, is he? I could bring some pie. It's like, hey, I'm the babysitter. I've got snacks. Yo. Does the king I think have a babysitter? Old, <laughs> nine years old is still young enough to need a babysitter, at least. But I'm, I'm not a parent. That's just a guess. Well, let's go to the administration. Maybe we can find Kui, see if there's, you know, if we fail to figure out how to prevent the prince from calling off the war, Gij makes a face because he realizes he's now getting even further into it than he wanted to. He says, maybe we can try and go to the Vlovel, prevent them from going to war. I think we'd probably have more luck here. So I think we should at least try yeah. to, to convince someone here first. Yeah. Well, I mean, if it fails with him. So I guess we're going to go to administration. Do we know of anywhere else where we might be able to find Kui, like where they might be staying or, or the prince? Because Eden is a royal type person, you could probably get into the palace no problem and just like wander around the fancy guest quarters and try to find her. But you wouldn't be seeing her and or him in an official capacity. Uh, am I missing something? What would Kui's motivations be, if any, assuming this is what she was trying to do? for trying to convince a nine-year-old to declare war on the elves. Well, we don't know that was her motivation. It seemed all kind of airy. Well, I hope not. Besides him, she would be only the person who would have useful information on how we can try and prevent this. I want Eden and Sariel to roll history, because this is the closest either of you have gotten to actually asking about Kui. Oop. Uh, Eden rolled a 23. Sariel rolled an 18. Basically, both of you recognize... Thariel specifically recognizes and brings it to Eden's attention when Eden describes Kui to her that Kui is one of the daughters of Aramain, the daughters of the Empress of the Afsal Empire, who is 
by all accounts, a demigod. So, by extension, the daughters of Aramine are quasi-gods. The Avzal has always been a pretty aggressive neighbor in exerting its influence and whatnot, but it's never been a fan of open invasion. Hmm, okay. So would she be trying to get someone else to invade on her behalf or on their behalf? I'm not expecting an answer. I'm just kind of thinking out loud. Mayhaps. All right. Is that is that it or is there more? Unless you have a more direct question. I just wanted to, this is something that I feel like your characters would be at least marginally aware of as this is someone super well known in their society and you guys have lived there. Right. Yeah, good point. Would at least Eden, I don't know about Sariel, but... Would she know exactly how much power and influence she would have in her own society? According to both of you, you sort of initially thought from conversations with other people that they were sort of like figureheads, that they didn't actually have a whole lot of power. Mm -hmm. Much like the royal family of England. They're there to be a status symbol and look pretty. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, I guess with that, we should probably head in that direction we need to get to administration we need to see if we can speak to well i would say we need to track down Kui first you want to track her down first or do you want to make an appointment or do you want to do both and split up you know what i like that last i can try to do both see what works better indeed you guys are in the courtyard just leaving kite's office you guys have discussed your options what is the plan who's going where with whom well i think we should probably split up because we're going to attempt to uh, get an appointment to see where that gets us. But just in case it doesn't get us anywhere, which I'm afraid is going to happen, um, we also need at least one person, preferably two plus, to try to see if they can find Kui in the guest quarters area because honestly, just kind of bombarding her there may be the only way to get to her in time. So we're not going to do the bureaucratic way and let Sten sleep until they say he's got his appointment? <laughs> well, we could try that. I, I don't know could how use the results would I, be I've, great, but... I was like, like, well, if we have to wait, and Sten's exhausted, he'd be like, very mm, true. much needed rest. Take no, time um, for a little snooze. Okay, um, so she's in the guest quarters, and do we know where the prince is? I mean, you should, you should probably be able to help us get into, you know, fancier areas. Yeah, I mean, I think I should probably be at least one of the people trying to get an appointment with the prince if somebody else wants to try to track down Kui. So, who is Team Social Ambush and who is Team Bureaucracy? I'll be Team Bureaucracy. Okay. Well, Wait, really? I should be Team Subtle Ambush because she's yeah. the only person with royal blood that could kind of kind of be there without setting off like all the alarms. Well, I'm not a royal. I'm not or that cool. Noble. No, yeah, noble. Yeah. Okay, so then maybe it would make more sense for me to be Team Quee, and somebody else can be Team Try to Schedule an Appointment. I bet, I bet nine-year-olds would really love dramatic retellings of epic battles fighting stuffed bears. <laughs> I, I, could, I could make song for him. I could play music for him. I know so you two good. are going to make the appointment then and wait. Yeah, let's entertain this child. I mean, if you get an appointment with him, go go Galenistan. <laughs> uh, before before we split up, how how bad is Sten in need of healing? Because I can I can help out with that. Uh, he's he is uh he's not great. Yeah, I'm at, we... I'm at nine out of thirty five hit points. So so not. Good. Oh, okay. Sorry, uh... I didn't realize it was that bad. <laughs> sorry, all kind of gestures Sten over. Is like, do you, would you like a little bit of help recovering? That would be wildly appreciated, yes. I'm, I'm going to cast yes. Cure Wounds. 
Okay, you can either uh, click on that spell and then it'll ask you cast at what level. Am I able to cast that at level level two? I think so. And you should be able to. Just keep okay. track of what you've used. Right, right. And I'm going to need a little bit of help with that. Uh, I will cast this at level two because you're pretty tore up. Or up you. from the floor up. Higher level cast seven. Touched your wounds was a four. Did I did I do that correctly? Yeah, which is which? I don't. How does that work? Uh, yeah, like you heal both of those together. So yeah, so eleven. Eleven. Oh, that is okay. significantly better. Many many wounds closing up. Indeed. Does that look any specific way? Well, I, I wasn't describing your actual healing, but personally, I was imagining like a sliver of spear like ejecting from a wound in my body. Yeah, just pop it out. out. I, I was like, oh, jeez, I didn't even realize it was in there. <laughs> like, like Wolverine. Oh, style. wow. That's that's basically how I imagine it. Flesh knitting and uh, pushing like smaller bits out. Cool. Anything that would have been stuck in there. All right. Eden and Gige, I'm assuming, are on Team Social Ambush. And then, Asario, where are you going? Which team are you on? Or are you Sorry, your own we'll team? Stick with, uh, sorry, we'll stick with Eden. Team Bear in the courtyard. Ah. All right. Team Bear. All right, so we're going to do bureaucracy first. You guys head towards the administration building and find an appropriate clerk. He is a little on the chubbier side with a fabulous comb over. Um, what can I do for you? Is that me and Stan? Uh, yes, I am, in fact, addressing you, my young dwarven woman. <laughs> I was asking you, James. Um, <laughs> my on. name is James, thank you. Oh. <laughs> what a fascinating coincidence. Wow. Come over, King. <laughs> Hello, sir. Um, we're here to put in our names for the King's Entertainment. Uh, oh, uh, interesting act. Uh, I use some sort of a com comedy duo. Um, Is Sario we... with you, or are you guys... I forget. I, thought... uh, I think uh, she I wanted to go... With the yeah. other people. Gotcha. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Okay, so it's just me and Glenna? Is that it? Com comedy duo. <laughs> yeah, because I come up to his, like, waist... Probably. I suppose that would be a good way to go, yeah. He pulls out a little form and starts scrawling down on it and goes, Hmm, uh, I believe we the next event planned, assuming there isn't you know, a, a victory celebration sooner, uh, will be next month on the 3rd. Mm, see, I was... Oh, God, okay. <laughs> okay. Are you not so... looking for a booking? No, 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 no. Okay, so I want her to... <laughs> I want Delena to sort of slam her fists or her hands down onto his his little desk and go. There's no time. We must entertain him now, today. <laughs> I was oh. thinking the same thing. Dude's <laughs> sad. He needs a pick me up. All right, roll H a social check for that. I believe it would be intimidation because you are imploring him that the king will suffer if you don't entertain him right now. Stan, you can help <laughs> with that. All right, all right. <laughs> oh my goodness! There's no time. <laughs> We, we must entertain him! 14 is a little better. Alright, so Stan is helping you roll at advantage, so mechanically just roll one more time. And you roll the 14. That's much less pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> okay, with, with Stan, my insane outburst seems a little bit more, um, <laughs> a little bit more unstable because i've got this this man orc behind me that's like three times my height and and i'm freaking out man like you don't understand he must like we're here for the entertainment i've got songs prepared we have a little skit like he's gotta see this skit we've got we gotta know that he likes it it's just gotta happen today i'm Maybe doing my like best to look like urgently entertaining 
Yeah. <laughs> I am I am very entertaining. I'm very entertaining, damn it. He drops the uh, clipboard that he's holding and gasps and oh and has to mop his brow at all the excitement. But he <laughs> says, Oh of course. I, I will I'll take you to the to the to the chamber. I, I, I know the king must be very sad losing his father last night. <laughs> Entertainment must must happen immediately. Is Indeed. that not what children need? <laughs> How dare you laugh at this, sir? This is serious. So, is what no. I would say if I were there. Yeah. So Galena has this like furtive look on her face, like she looks very serious, um, and is nodding. And then when the when the man James turns around to to uh, walk. To show them the way, she turns to Sten with a big grin and her thumbs up. <laughs> Sten nods back. <clears throat> okay, you guys are being led to the main audience chamber, which in fact is the same place you guys were at that feast. And Team Social Ambush. I gotta say, could Team Bear... Wait, no, that's not Team Bear. Are we Team Bear? Or are they Team Bear? No. You're Team yeah, Bear. We are. Team, team bureaucracy You're Team Social Bear. Team Bureaucracy was very effective. We're Team Weird <laughs> Sizes. So I guess we're kind of following Eden... Like usual, because she knows this place pretty well. Yeah, I totally know where we're going. Well, your dad works here, so... Yeah, he does. It's a little disconcerting to be in the palace proper. The guards let you through as you are a noble, and they just assume you're on official business, and your bodyguards are allowed through with you, and you're clearly a foreign maidservant. Yes, everyone just look confident and look like you know you belong here, and everything will be fine. You stop slouching for a few minutes. Indeed. Yeah, just maybe, just for a few minutes. What's your game plan, Eden? Well, I don't want to go busting in on people. First, I'm just, I just want to wander around and see if there's anything, any clues that I can find telling me which which guest quarters might be queens. All right, roll an investigation check. Taking in the little details. Ugh, it's a nine. Not great. Eden sees the servants. They're going that way. Taking a lot of uh, pastries with them. They, she must be over there. Someone important needs these this kind of food. It's real fancy. And you lead Thariel and Gish to the end of the keep and open a door. And inside, Namirian stands with a handful of crunchy, delightful pastries mid-bite. Eden, you're back. What can I do for you? Oh, man, Wait, I wish I'm... I'd got to see this guy. <laughs> Sorry, who is this again? I, I missed the name. We met him at the party. He's the guy who really liked eating. No, no, we, no. We, I mean, I'm, me I'm sure I'll me. remember who it is, but I, I couldn't hear or understand James when he said who it was. It is Namirian of the Second Order. He stands with a handful of cookies nearly ah. mid-stuff in his mouth. And around the cookies, he says, Eden, what, what can I do for you? Oh, sorry. Didn't mean to interrupt. Um, we, we're just, um, we're here because on, we... I, I put a hand on her shoulder to stop her. And I say, oh, the captain said he would need your help identifying some magic objects, and we're just here to pass the message. Oh, I, I know. I will get to that in the afternoon. He looks out the window. The sun is setting. He's oh, <laughs> oh my, I, I must go. And he hikes up his robes and hurries out past you. Whoa, 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 whoa. wait, 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 before you go. Yeah, the yes, question, you, what, what you do you need? Happen, you don't happen to know where, uh, where Kui is currently staying, do you? Oh, Queen, lovely woman. Uh, I believe she's in the West Tower. Cool. I'll assume I totally know where that is. Of course you do. I'm not saying uh, that out loud. I'm saying that out of character. <laughs> <laughs> so, you guys... Wait, hold on. Once he steps <clears throat> away, I totally just jam some cookies in my face. 
Okay. I Cute. really wanted some cookies. And then I like I, I take some and I wrap them in a napkin and I jam them in my coat pocket. They taste delicious, actually. And you're pretty sure that these aren't poison. Yeah, I know. And that's that's why I'm taking some with me. Exactly. For later poison testing. Um, For later cookie time, but yeah. Indeed. So you guys head off in that direction. But you've lost quite a bit of time heading to the wrong side of the keep, which is not very small. So team team bureaucracy, you stand waiting in the, the main hall. Let's just say that. The foyer. It's not the foyer, because you're actually standing in, in the room where the king's chair is. That's right. Oh, the, the foyer, not the foyer. The foyer. <laughs> you stand in the throne room, which is in fact the feast hall you were in before. The table has been replaced with just a single chair sitting up there empty. Guards line the room at about 10 foot intervals. They all sort of side eye you as you stand in the middle of the room next to a very sweaty James with his comb over who inquires about your act and assures you that the king will be there shortly. What do Stan and Glenna do in the meantime? Are we successfully getting escorted in? You are standing in the middle of the throne room waiting for the ah, king to grace ah, you with his presence. I'm going to warm up for, limber up for some excellent entertaining dancing. Uh, Galena's uh, plucking at her, her lutes. She's playing tunes like the Itsy Bitsy Wear Spider and um, <laughs> Ring Around the Fairy Ring. <laughs> yeah, and there's like this weird staticky kind of intense sound to everything she plays. Um, she, she's trying to tone it down. She'll go, Itsy Bitsy Wear... No, wait, no. The... The itsy, yeah, okay, that's better. And then she'll like continue plucking and and. Galena's looking... bringing herself down to children party level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she'll be looking very serious, but I, I guess I could, I could roll performance. But I feel like it'd be funnier if she was looking very serious about this. But anyone that knows her, the people that she's been hanging out with recently, can tell that she's not really. She's kind of faking her seriousness. Right, so, you guys yeah. are not under a terrible amount of scrutiny at the moment. Yeah. Besides I mean, just the vague curiosity of guards. She's being ironically serious, I guess. So ironic. And Sten is limbering up for some sort of acrobatic routine? Not acrobatic, just, you know, some playful dancing. Along, <laughs> and and kind of, you know, doing clearing my voice a little bit for, uh, for my storytelling. Can you demonstrate your voice clearing? No. Like, like... Me, 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 me. Yeah, yeah, yeah like something like that. twisters that you got... Rubber baby, right. bubby, bu I can't do that very well. Sten does it better. Actually, he doesn't do it better. So, team social ambush is going to arrive at some very fancy guest quarters, in which, right as you arrive, the door will open and a maidservant will step out, sort of with a bundle of bed cloths in her arms and say, Oh, excuse me, uh, I'm sorry, the Lady Quee is not in. Oh, do you happen to know where she's gone? She was just called to an audience. With who? Some kind of performers? I don't know. It's all very oh, last minute. Jeez. Okay. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. She tries to like do the curtsy, but then she drops the stuff and like gets all flustered. I turn to to Gage and and Sariel, and I just make a face as if to say, I know that this has got to have something to do with Sten and, and Galena. That sounds like something Galena would do. Say she's a performer. <laughs> I'm, I'm nodding and I'm, I'm crunching on some cookies and I swallow a bite before turning my head around to look at the maid. And I ask, do you know where the entertainment will happen? Oh, it's in the Try main it. hall, the throne room. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Do you guys head in that general direction? To the throne room. Durr! 
Indeed. Are you getting in in a viewing capacity, or are you going to try to join the performers? Um, I would rather go in in a viewing capacity, but that's just me. Well, if, if we're going in to reenact for the king what happened last night, then it's very possible to go in in a performing capacity. It would probably well, be easier to get him alone that way, too, if necessary. Let's say that you guys come to the main hall and peek in through a door and see... Galena and Sten standing there awkwardly, the throne still empty, but the door is in fact opening on the other side and you can see the Kingsguard stepping through. Well, I don't know what I could do to be entertaining, and I'm not on the night's itinerary, so I'm just going to chill and take a seat. I mean, I don't know what their goal is yet. I don't know if they're actually trying to reenact what happened, and even if they did, I don't know if a nine-year-old would understand. I don't know what my goal is either. <laughs> I just want to not kick, get kicked out. You're you're to, to be able to talk to the page. king. Galena's pretty much so in the zone now. She's forgotten why she's there, and she just wants to get this performance down. Your cover story was so good that you are now putting on a show for the prince. Okay, so the lot of you, except for Gij, are going to take your places next to the performers. If you sure, hang not? back, Sario would probably hang back. Okay. There are some benches along the far end of the room, the furthest from the king, that you can take a seat on and not be particularly obstructive to anything or noticeable. I can't, I can't grab a seat next to the king or queen to talk to them, because <laughs> that was my goal. Uh, you know that's a big no-no. Darn. Because then you are saying you are on equal footing with the king. Well, he is eight. Technically, I would have, like, greater footing than him. You know what? I Go make that argument Don't with argue. the guards. <laughs> I probably wear, like... Five sizes bigger than he does in shoe. I mean, specifically your background, you would be almost... I was making a joke. Like, it would cause you... Phys in general, sitting next to the king would cause you, like, physical discomfort. Just because it's so not done. Anyway, so... Gij and Sariel are sitting out. Yeah. Anybody else? I'll... I'll um, I, I don't need to sit out. I'll, I'll try to join them. See what I can do. Okay, cool. The three of you stand in the center of the room, and Gij and an oddly foreign-looking lady sit in the corner, but the Kingsguard enters the room in the center of the six guards who accompany the king wherever he goes, is the wee blob of flesh, now the king of Oblik and the surrounding lands of Medina, steps in and sits down on the throne, looking real pouty, really sad. He's got the streaky bloodshot eyes, clearly been crying. And you can just tell that he's ready to throw a tantrum. But right behind him is Kui. Kui steps in and takes her place at his right hand. First, she looks at the people arrayed before her and smiles broadly, and then leans down and whispers to the king, to which he gets less pouty and just sort of acquires a resigned slouch in the chair, waiting for you to entertain him. And we will cut for the evening. Oh, man. Let me entertain you. With that, our heroes sweat in the spotlight of a blobby child's judgment. But many questions still remain. Does Sten have the moxie to produce another captivating performance? Will Eden's moral compunctions about saving criminals sour her victory? Can Gij secretly cast Speak with Animals? 
Will Sariel's improvised fashion allow her to fit in, or will it put her on notice by the fashion constabulary? Is it always this easy for Galena to book gigs with royalty? Find out next time on Sometimes Heroes.